0: This episode of Shaking Spears was sponsored in part by the UJ Student Marketing Department. The University of Johannesburg. The future reimagined. Do you feel that Shakespeare has made uh, Ophelia too passive to a certain extent as a character or do you feel that that leads into her conflict quite nicely and then afterwards claire i'd like you to answer that uh from a gertrude perspective uh, because obviously claire in addition to directing producing and um feeding the cast members who are idiots um also plays gertrude so uh, a woman of very many hats so cara yes um Passivity and Ophelia, and then we'll do Passivity and Gertrude, because those are more sort of general questions. They're not directly linked to these scenes, but I do feel that uh, it's a critical question that we have to ask if we're interrogating the play in any serious manner. Go, Cara. Mm,
1: I hear you. Um, Yes, I I don't think that Shakespeare, I don't think Ophelia's character is portrayed too passively, no. But I think it was intentional for her to be Uh, passive to a certain extent because it kind of highlights where she was as a woman at the time um, socially, morally and constantly the the passive way that she is with the people and the situations around her is so starkly contrasted to what she's feeling if you were to get into that Mm. Um, and I think that's that's very important because there is a, a almost a desperation, I hope that's the right word, but that comes through, you know, when she goes mad. And I think many people have classed it as hysteria or like, oh no, this woman's lost it. Um, But I think it's because of being so passive, so dutiful, so conformist that eventually when there's nowhere to turn or to use all of that conflict, that's what happens. Um, And like Claire said, she would have done the same thing. And I feel the same too. If you know, if your so options are repression
0: it, or going mad, you're going to pick mad every time, aren't you?
1: Yeah, <laughs> and also yeah. Um, living with manipulation mm. as, as much as Ophelia had to and then conforming to it while the men are all plotting against each other and there's no emotional outlet and there's no moment of truth for her publicly um, that explodes. And I mm. think Shakespeare did that very much intentionally, yeah, mm. intentionally.
0: Mm. Big word. (laughs) Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, she speaks words for a living.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Easy, Mark, easy. Uh,
0: That's fine. I messed up interrogation earlier. Um, Claire. Yes. uh, On your side for Gertrude, and in terms of her very odd status in court um, and how she matches up to the idea of a passive character. would you like to speak to that for a little bit? Obviously, for the history, I'm sure that all of you know this, but Gertrude was married to Hamlet's dad, better known as Hamlet Senior or, ooh, I'm a ghost now. Um, after his death, she marries his brother. Not very uncommon. Good, very in, yeah. 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 But, but the marriage to the brother was not uncommon in those times and in that society. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, speak to us about Gertrude and Passivity.
2: All right I i uh, gosh I, I didn't think we'd come to this on this particular interview um so I'm I'm going to speak from my gut uh which is I isn't... may
0: use this in a later segment or section okay. speak to okay. it from your gut um you you've I... played the role for a few years now you've directed have... it you should have a fair sense of what you're talking about I do, do, I do.
2: um I just don't like Gertrude, and um it's very hard to place someone you don't like with any sense of um of uh grounding i suppose um Gertrude is vapid um she she blows in the wind um her concerns are earthly concerns only clothes food
0: comfort security
2: you generally
0: well, play her with stationed. a goblet of wine in most public well, scenes one, well
2: I think one must but she <laughs> she um she's she's difficult for me to play because I can't find anything in her except to understand that like a she is a woman of her time and uh, of course she's going to marry the the king's brother because it's it's The next step in terms of of keeping the status quo. Mm -hmm. Keeping the status quo, yeah. Mm -hmm. In so doing, of course, she denies her own son the throne. Um, But I don't think she even thinks about that. It's just let's keep things as they are and I'll marry Claudius. Um, I quite like to play Claudius as a bit of a sexual predator, Um, direct him as as that. Uh, I think their relationship is quite carnal and I think that disgusts Hamlet. Um, He mentions it on more than one occasion. Um, But Gertrude is... She can be excused and she can be forgiven for being a woman of her time and being, and the mores and things that are expected of her, she does. But I think it's more than that. And I don't know if it's just because I can't find anything to love about her, but I think she's weak beyond anything else where Ophelia is not, you know, it's Ophelia's lack of weakness that causes the madness. Um, If Ophelia were a Gertrude, a mini Gertrude, like I said earlier, she would just roll with it, which is what Gertrude does. (laughs) Um, but but Gertrude is weak and and she is fairly without intelligence, I think, and I might be being very mean and I'm sure there are lots of people who played her who find a lot more in her. Maybe she is disappointed by love or maybe she, I don't know, but there's no evidence of that. Um, according to Hamlet, her previous relationship with, with his father was a very good one and he adored her. So I, I can't excuse the way she behaves on any level. Mm. Does that uh, answer your question? Yes, it absolutely does. I
0: did, yeah, and um, um, we'll get into it later. We'll talk about all of this stuff, uh, maybe in the future on future podcasts, etc. But you know, yeah. I, I still have my personal because I play Laertes and you do have to try your best. Obviously, Claire's saying that she doesn't find much to identify with uh, in Gertrude whereas um with laertes i have to find a lot to identify with him and in terms of claudius and that relationship and seeing mm. claudius in some way as a good thing versus old hamlet
2: mm.
0: and this is something that uh, first with mike gritton and then later with ian robinson that we discussed um what do we know about old hamlet he married gertrude he sired hamlet jr and he started three wars. Mm. That's pretty mm. much all that we know and so the idea of gertrude as being almost a broken woman uh, I- I rather than um a-, a passive one rather than being a weak woman the idea of being broken to the will of this great conquering warlike man and hero who obviously young hamlet is going to look up and uh, oh where's dad oh he's coming back he he's just conquered the norwegians. Mm. <laughs> You know, it's it's hard when there are be parades being thrown and the spoils of war being thrown around. But that's all a discussion for another day. Right. We have gone very much over time. Uh, guys, if you've uh, missed uh, any sections on uh, anything, full podcasts will be available on various platforms. You can check the links below. But there is one question that I'd like to ask all three of you. Um, would you like to end with something that's going to offend the prudes or something that's going to offend the vegans? And vegetarians. Let's go, Prudes. Prudes, right. Why does Hamlet take so long in the bathroom? Because he can't decide to pee or not to pee.
1: Oh, I knew that was coming. Yes, you did.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, And audience, please do sign in Uh, if you have not yet seen our production of hamlet um booking details will be in the link below so uh, you can pop off an email and book to watch our stream online for hamlet or for othello um if you're a learner and you're at a school and we haven't actually contacted your school yet uh, or we haven't been in touch with any of your educators uh, get on them tell them to pop us an email um we do package deals, baby. So yeah, uh, get in. Uh, this is part of an educational initiative. So um, please stop laughing at me, Carmen. <laughs> You're crying with laughter. Uh, but yes, uh, we've
2: lost it. We've lost it. We've lost no, I'm back, her. I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sure.
0: But yes, uh, get in touch with us. Uh, Doreen is our booking officer. And um, please, if you are a learner and you're listening to this to try and to help you with the understanding of Hamlet uh, and or Othello, there are other podcasts on Othello, which you'll be able to access uh, in the links. If they aren't there yet, trust me, they're coming. We're just in the process of recording and editing them. But um, I think that the biggest thing is, and um, when we're doing live performances, Claire, as director, always says this in her pre-show speech. um, Shakespeare is best understood by watching a production of Shakespeare. You can read the text, you can analyze it day after day. But until you've actually watched from scene to scene how it leads in, how those themes run straight through the entire text, you're never really going to get it. Um, I, I personally studied Othello In grade 12, I memorized an essay and spewed it back on the page for my final exam, and I didn't really understand it until I was part of the cast of Othello, and I was watching this whole thing unfold (laughs) in front of me. So that's the best way. As I've said, check out our links, check out our Facebook page, check out our Instagram. That's all down below. And um, good luck with the play. We hope that you've enjoyed everything. A big thank you, Brian. A big thank you, Cara. And a big thank you, Claire. Um, Thank you, Mark. Yeah, this is Think Theatre. Music by Midair Machine. Used under license CCBY SA 4.0. For further information or bookings, contact Doreen at thinktheatre.co.za. The University of Johannesburg. The future reimagined.